It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5740. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872. The builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark. Home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook. America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.com. US. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ooh, happy Halloween from Sports X Radio. That's right. It is Sports X Radio on a Monday, a fish tank edition. Believe in the process. We are live at the PB- PSBR Law Studios. That's Panache Boyle and Rabbit That's right. Rabbit Can't forget Rabbit yeah. <laughs> Over $3.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last decade for all of their clients. A success rate of 99%. Strength by your side. The, res- the relentless pursuit of justice. That is Panache Boyle and Rabbit 702 830 in the Vegas Valley. That's 702 830 I am your host here on SportsX Radio, the Fish Tank Edition, believe in the process, Andrew the Fish Fane. With me, as always, Mark the Mastermind Hoke. <laughs> barely. Hey, barely is better than Noli. Yes. I'm very glad you're here. Very glad everything's okay. Long story we won't have to get but into on the air. Fish. Yes, sir? Don't ever do that spooky thing again. Ooh. Do, you, do, you see, do you see what it did to me? It turned me white as a ghost. Yeah, that, I don't Thank think that, God this wasn't live streamed. <laughs> you guys didn't have to see the finger wiggles. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't. Oh, oh, I'm not fish. I'm spooky fish. I'm Ray Wyatt. Oh, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, welcome in. On Howdy. what should have been game three of the World Series, and I'll explain why I believe that there's a conspiracy theory going on there for baseball. Oh, God. On what should have been a great <sighs> night for Bengals fans, which it wasn't as they played the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. But we're going to start with, to me, one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in the world of sports. And that was Michigan and Michigan State. What the heck were they doing? Now, Ugh. for you betters out there, you were happy if you took Michigan State because they covered it as 22 and a half. They only lost by 22. But after the game, for some reason, first of all, and I am not putting any blame at all on Michigan players, but how stupid is it to have one tunnel that both teams go out at the same time? That. But the thing is, it's been one tunnel for a hundred years. Yeah, I, I, reala- I realize that, but at least have one team go, have the other team wait, and then have the other team go. You don't have them both go basically at the same time up the tunnel. But if you don't know what happened, apparently Michigan State 
had four guys. Uh, uh, there are little offshoots of the tunnel where you can stay and hide or hang out. And there were players from Michigan State hanging out. And as soon as a Michigan player walked by, they grabbed him, threw him into the tunnel, and started beating him. Now, one of them has been arrested or will be arrested for assault with a deadly weapon because he was swinging his helmet at him. These players have been, I would imagine, kicked off the team. I would hope never be allowed to play collegiate sports again. And there apparently will be criminal charges filed. Good. But this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty bad. There's, you know, there's, after what happened with Penn State and Michigan in there, you would have thought they'd have had some extra security, maybe made a couple changes. Yeah, there's like a total of Just four security to, guards to, to cover both teams, and two of them are covering the head coach. That's ridiculous. But you know, but on the other side, I'll tell you what, if, if those would have been my players, they might have been sending me to jail because I would have been all over them. Yeah, and They'd have been tackled into a wall. Jim, I, Harbaugh, was sorry, right, but, Jim Harbaugh was rightfully pissed off. I would be too. But oh Mel God. Tucker... You know, he he told the company line and said, this is unacceptable, we're good sports. And he, like, was apologizing, but an apology isn't good enough. That he, I mean, immediately he should have been, I don't care, investigation, I don't think these guys are off the team. There's a video of it. You can see what they did. Well, once again, Fish, it's not the days like we had when we were young. Got to go through an investigation. You got to go through all the channels. You have to do everything right. Because if you don't, they're going to sue you because you didn't give proper administrative techniques and all that it, kind of stuff. It was it, premeditated. It, obviously. But we, you and I argued about this on the Mark Hoke show, the number one wrestling show in the multiverse. Yeah, it, absolutely. You, on here every from, Sunday morning on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m. from 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific. That is correct. About the situation with... CM Punk and Steele and the Elite getting in that fight. And the Jaguars legal team who owns AEW is doing an investigation. Well, and they have to keep their mouths shut, but that's kind of the way it is. And especially now you're, when you're in an academic setting, you take the that, that mindset and amplify it by 20. So... You, you have to be careful when you're doing that kind of stuff because you don't, if you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing at the beginning, they're going to bite you for it in the end. I so. would not be adverse to Mel Tucker getting a huge fine. And if he got fired, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Well, I'm not advocating for him to get fired, but I wouldn't have a problem with it because it happened under his watch. This is These are his responsibility. Didn't, didn't the, the gentleman that I sat in this seat with or sit, that sat in the seat before me, Mr. Our good friend Bernard Bernard Barnes. Didn't you guys get in an argument about something like this last year? If I remember, correctly? I do remember an argument. I do not remember about what the, it was about. Rick Patino and his players. Yes, doing about, things. about yeah, about and, loss of, and, lack of institutional control. Dude, I coached for twenty years. If you have you're coaching, especially when you have that many players, if four of them are going to hide out and you don't. I mean, you may not see it. No, but now, it, now if you you know you do what you can in the the, the second it happens and try and you know, deal with it, but if but a, you don't, but you don't know that. Yeah, but if on a Tuesday they get caught robbing a bank, then I I I do not blame Mel Tucker. This is right after the game. He should have control of his team right after the game. They are there together. They are there together, but you you still never know. 
Fish, if you got you got four guys said, you know what, we're going to hang at the back while the coach is walking in and you know have his press around. I know him and that, but else. how stupid are the Michigan State players for doing this? Well, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I I don't even understand what the mindset could have possibly been to think that this was a this was a fun thing to do, a prank, whatever it was. Let me let me give as a former coach. Let me give a little advice on a situ on how you handle your players when you're in a situation like that. You don't have all your coaches up front. Put some in the front, a couple in the middle, especially when you got that many. But some in the front, some in the middle, and some, some in, the in the back. And they everybody can keep an eye on things. That's not hard. That's what I you know, whenever like whenever I coached, even though I coached volleyball, I didn't have a big team, but usually I would walk when we were walking in or doing something, I would be walking the team in and have my assistant coach hang back. You know, just check the bus out real quick, and then we get off, follow the team in. Then I, nothing happens, no. because you know, because and I tell you, you will have players that are going to talk to each other, and you know, sometimes when you walk into the school, things are going to happen, and it's good to have somebody on the other side. So there's my advice to all you college football coaches out there that have staffs of 25, 30 people. Split yourselves up. What do you there think you is going to be the end result of all this? Oh, those players are toast. Yeah, I mean, of course they may they may hit the transfer portal. <laughs> no, I I don't think they'll be allowed to, back in college off, football anywhere. Off to Mount U. Well, what if they go NAIA? I don't think they'll be allowed in college football. Period. But well, you can you can always go JUCO. You can always go NAIA. It's not in the. I NCAA. mean, it's not Dude, like it's not like the names aren't known. Dude, if they're if they're good, someone somewhere will say, "I can fix that guy." You know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like the the girl that dates the bad boys. I can fix that guy. They'll find a home. I just and, and the direct quote from Jim Harbaugh about the four players is, "I can't imagine this will not result in criminal charges." It should. That'll now that'll keep them off the field. A little little time in the pokey. Uh, it, 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 like I said, it's. And this has been an amazing college football season, and that's just a huge, no pun intended, black eye. Yeah. Well, now, I th- but one, but now Michigan has got uh, to has a rallying point too. Well, but they've got to also realize they're going to have to figure out a way to secure that uh, secure that tunnel. The, you know, the, the, it, and this is a great but, quote. I'm sorry, but this is a great quote from Jim Harbaugh. He says, "I'm coming. I'm coming from this. I'm coming from this from a perspective of being a parent." These young men are entrusted to me by their families to it and to our program, and we have the responsibility to each player to treat them like our own, and I take that responsibility very seriously. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. There should be serious consequences for many individuals that are culpable. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't know if you could, you, you know, the coaches may get, some of the coaches may get disciplined on this, but, but once again, is it, you know, is that really their fault? You're the old. You are the ultimate, ultimately responsible, but you know you you can't control four guys that are just like tucking away and hiding, and then all of a sudden do something incredibly stupid. You know, there's just there's no time to do anything about it. You know, but but like I said, that would be how that's how I would handle it. I'd be spreading my coaching staff out, and then Michigan needs to because this this is the second incident this year 
which is amazing because I've never heard this before. I'm no, sure, neither have I. I'm sure there's been trash talking and yeah, oh, and absolutely. And, 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 and I have no problem the if they were if they were just trash talking. If there was even a little pushing and shoving, because that kind of thing happens. This wasn't a team versus team altercation. One, this is a four on one mugging. One team comes out, they are cleared. The other team comes out. Solve problem solved. Exactly. That I, takes care of it. No, I, I completely agree. And like I said, I'm not putting blame on Michigan at all for this, but it just seems a little ridiculous that they, that's the way they have it instilled, that everyone can go up the tunnel whenever, they, whenever they're ready. <laughs> I think they might change that now. Yeah, I think they very well might. Go blue. <laughs> and that's, that's what I want to Still leave the show with. And the next big story was today was supposed to be game three of the World Series. Uh-oh. The World Series tied at one, which I think... Is after game one, I think it's shocking because game one looked like Houston had it in the bag. Oh, unbelievable. The, the, that Phillies team just finds a way. That lineup is so dangerous, you can't let up. And, you know, and Verlander got rung up again in the World Series game. Yeah, I think he's 0 6 in the World Series, an ERA over five. Over six. Is it over six? It is. With for a player, I believe with thirty innings or more pitched in the, the World highest, Series, the highest ERA is the highest ERA. Of I don't hear, I don't hear no. another peep about Kershaw's postseason struggles. But, but, but Verlander's won a couple games there too. But the, you know, the thing is, is that you know when I when I look at stats like that, I kind of say, well, that's nice, but you know they're not also playing the last place teams in their division and so on. They're playing the best. So, you know what? Even the best hitter, pitchers are going to get slugged around a little bit. No, it happens. I get so. that. But here's my issue, and this is where, I, the, the, to me, the conspiracy theory comes in. Oh, boy. It's got nothing to do with Mother Nature. Obviously, baseball can't control the weather. Do we have the X-Files music? <laughs> do, 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 yeah. yeah. But obviously, it has nothing to do with Mother Nature. But every other year that there's been a postponement for rain, they move the games up, and they take away the travel day. So... Originally, it was supposed to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were games three, four, and five. Thursday was a travel game or travel day. And if necessary, games six and seven were Friday and Saturday. Because of the rain out now, they have games three, four, and five scheduled for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And instead of having game six on Friday like it was supposed to be, game Friday is now a travel day. And it's the first time they've done this, added the travel day back. So now the Philly starters get an extra day of rest. So now instead of starting Noah Syndergaard in Game 3, they can start Ranger Suarez in Game 3. Aaron Nola can now pitch in Game 4. And Zach Wheeler, who's had arm fatigue, gets six days between starts now. Rob Manfred, the esteemed commissioner of Major League Baseball. Who says that the Oakland A's will be the Las Vegas A's by 2025. Is a Twittasaurus Rex. Please do not insult Twittasaurus Rexes as as such. (laughs) He's a moron. Why would you do that? I mean, I mean the only th- the only there's only two reasons that I could possibly think of that there were so many issues with travel getting these guys everything rearranged that they couldn't pull it off, which is really hard for me to believe. You know, or I don't know. actually, that's the only one I could really think of. It's, it's just it doesn't it doesn't make any no it it doesn't. And like I said, it's my issue is I still think that Major League Baseball has a, I don't know, vendetta is the right word, but a bone to pick with the Astros for everything that's gone on with that organization dating back to 2017. Because whether whether they got caught or not or whatever happened, it's still a black eye on the sport. Yeah. Or, uh, or by the way, the other thing, maybe they wanted the World Series last, those games to finish Saturday, Sunday. 
that they like Saturday Sunday better. I don't know. Maybe but, Sunday you're going against the NFL and game set. You don't want to go against the NFL if you don't have to at all. And that that makes it even harder now for for Philadelphia fans because Thursday night, not only do you have Game Five, there will be a Game Five definitely. Mm-hmm. But you're also going to have the Eagles playing Thursday night. Thank goodness they're playing in oh Houston. Oh, my God. Let me tell so you. So Houston's in Philadelphia for baseball, and Philadelphia's in Houston for football. Let me tell you what would have happened if both those games were in Philadelphia. It would have been a cluster. If you've never been to the complex where the stadiums are, they pretty much share a parking lot. My God. I, I mean, I, th- I think it's happened before where you've had – you know, a baseball. I think the Chiefs and Royals are the same thing because I think the, the but the Royals, except for those two years where they went to the World Series, have never really been that great in the same time that the Chiefs have been good. Imagine, imagine if you will, drunk Eagles fans coming out of an afternoon game with the drunk Phillies fans in Game Five of a World Series rolling in. There, there might need to be a little bit of police enforcement. At least they just, would, just at least they'd be on all on the same side. Just dump them all. In, I you know I don't know if veteran if they tore veteran stadium down or not, but they used to have the tank down there. You know where everybody yeah everybody the, got a the jail rallied. Philly's jail yeah you you get thrown in the thrown in the in the stink clink down there. Did, did you ever thrown in the stink clink? No, just checking. You know I actually didn't I actually didn't go to veteran stadium very much. Place is a terrible place to watch. I, I mean, but all of those, all of those riverfront stadium, three river stadium, veteran stadium, they were basically all the same stadium, it's just in a different city. They were they were cookie cutters. Yeah, in a multi multi purpose stadiums. Oh, with the astroturf. Yeah, the bad uh, astroturf. I mean, it was like cement. Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, it would have been terrible. So thank God, <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. Yikes! So now that we are back in Philadelphia for Game Three, and the series is tied at one. Phillies, obviously, if they win every home game, they win the World Series. What do you see happening? I mean, both of us picked the Astros in like five or six, I believe, last week. I'm going to stay with the Astros in six. I, there's a, there is a decent chance the Phillies get two out of three here. If uh, if they do, they only have to win one out of two in Houston. But but at the same time, look, let's be honest. They should have never lost game one. The Astros, the Astros had never- that game and just... Absolute implosion. The Phillies started swinging, swinging the bats like crazy. It, it reminded me a lot of the Mariners and the Astros in Game One of the of the uh, AL the AL Division Series. Remember, the Mariners had that league. They should never have lost that either, and they did. But it turned out to haunt the Mariners. It, did, it didn't haunt the Astros because they came back in Game Two and beat Zach Wheeler. Yeah, I I just think Houston's the better team, and they'll you know because it really could have been a disaster in Game Two, but they came back and just said nope. And they got in the same situation, and that's what a championship team does. Yep, we screwed this one up. You put it aside. They came out and took care of business. I mean, the Phillies you know, the near Schwarber home run almost made it interesting. Though. As, as far was, oh, absolutely. As far as I'm concerned, though, the Phillies have to win two out of the three in Philadelphia. Got it. Yep. I mean, and since 2004, I believe they're like 21 and nine. To at Citizens Bank, which is by far the best home record in postseason history. It's great, and it's a great crowd. It is a great crowd. I don't know if Houston's prepared for because I think that was part of the problem with the Braves and the Padres. I don't think either of those teams were prepared for the kind of crowd that they encountered at the stadium. Well, you, you've been warned. <laughs> I mean, because they aren't they literally right on top of you? It's it's pretty close, but it but the stadium is really loud. It's a very loud stadium, and. Philadelphia fans know how to amp it up. They really do. So, yeah, but they'll be ready. 
I think he's still going to be able to handle it. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a better series now than people thought it was going to be. And I think Game One was obviously massive because that gives the Phillies confidence that no matter what they're down in the series, in any game, if they're down four to two in Game Three or Game Four, you know, hey, we can do this. We can score. They can hit, and and they. It's been the way they've been all year long. And in that stadium, it's much easier to hit home runs, even than even it is in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Houston's sort of a bandbox, not quite, but. Not quite. I, I'd like love it. to know what the average. I, I'd, I'd love to see the stats on you know, the the runs per game average in Houston because I don't know if it's just because of that the way that wall looks, but boy, it just looks at like such a short porch out there in left field in Houston. I don't know what it is, but yeah, but the center field is so deep because it used to have Tal's Hill. Now the hill is gone. Thank God just... they got rid of that. I you know I played center field, believe it or not, when I was in good shape. I believe it, and I played it very very well. And I played on fields where there were things that were uneven and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the fields I played at weren't the best. But I couldn't imagine having an uphill run when I'm possibly trying to save a home run. That would that that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a baseball stadium. <sighs> yeah. I, I, oh, this looks good. Let's, I, I, let, let's put a hill there. Yeah. I have no idea the reasoning behind we that. We got a hill and we got a choo-choo. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take our first break, but when we come back, Juju, it's Sorry. time. It's time to hit the NFL because it was a uh, an interesting weekend, shall we say? <laughs> uh, we have a team that has no business being in first place, being in first place. We have a team that everyone thought was going to be in first place now is in trouble and probably won't make the playoffs. Which one would that be? Aha! Uh-huh. There's a few. <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned. And the Jets and Giants both finally lost. <laughs> this is. Sports X Radio, Fish Tank Edition, on a Monday. Believe in the process. And take us a break. We'll be right back. Ooh, spooky X-Files music. We're coming for you. Welcome back, everyone, to Sports X Radio on Monday. I think we should do the next half hour just talking like this. Stop. A fish tank edition. Tampa believe in the Bay process. Sucks. I'm Andrew the Fish Vane. Sorry, sorry, Tampa. I like Tampa. <sighs> what? I'm, I'm sorry. You were trying to open the show. Yeah, so this Go ahead, open is, the show. I did. This Please is. open the show. The half hour. Go ahead. I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to let you. What? Do, I'm just going to sit in silence. You keep doing it. <laughs> You're good. Go ahead. So NFL weekend is now officially over after the Monday night drubbing as the Browns destroyed <sighs> the Bengals. For some reason, Joe Burrow cannot beat the Browns. I don't know why. I, I didn't get to see the whole I game, believe he's 0-4 versus the Browns now. What is going on with that? But but obviously losing Jamar Chase didn't help, but it yeah, shouldn't have hurt him that much. Right, the, and the funny thing about Jamar Chase is the injury seemed to me to come out of nowhere. He was healthy for, for the game last week, and then in the middle of the week I see he's going to go on the IR. I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah, well, hippy-dippy-doo. Yeah, but at that, I mean, the loss is big, but you're right. It shouldn't affect They still have T. Higgins, and they still have uh, Boyd. Uh, they both could be number one receivers on on a lot of teams in the NFL. But, you don't think the Packers could use either one of those two guys? But once again, this is the thing with the NFL is a way a lot of these teams right now that we're seeing are built on a very, shall we say, tenuous foundation. One player falling out can absolutely throw the whole thing and, off. And it's funny because the teams with the deepest rosters are the teams right now. You're right. Are the teams right now that are doing well. The Buffalo Bills, 
Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles all have great rosters. That it, they it, that next man up mentality really works. Yeah, well, the Eagles better not lose Link Johnson again, like they did in the, that Dallas game for a while. Yikes! They were they were actually very lucky they got a bye, so he'd get over that concussion because that offensive line, at least for a while, collapsed in that Dallas game when Lane went out. Yes. Plus, plus you have Micah Parsons. I'm saying, oh, hello, hello, back up. I kid you. will probably be a defensive player of the year. We are Penn State. See ya. So after this weekend, who is in more trouble? The Green Bay Packers, who are at three and five, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are at three and five? Both teams suffering humiliating defeats. (laughs) You had to get that in, didn't you? Um, Green Bay is in much more trouble because they're not going to win the division. They're too far back. I mean, they're. I mean, they're. They are now four down in the loss column, plus a loss to the Vikings. They're in trouble. The Vikings may have the easiest path to the postseason right now, in the entire NFL. Yeah, they're. The division's garbage. There, but I. But I'm going to say this. You know, remember the what the loss was. Eagles buried them. But and 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 yes, they did. And that this is not an indictment against the Eagles at all. The Vikings. Especially Kirk Cousins, whenever he's been on Sunday night, Monday night, spotlight primetime game has stunk up the joint. I think he has one win in his career in those in those situations. Yeah, but they're they're a team kind of like the Giants that were dodging a lot of bullets. You know, they just they they had a couple the Vikings had a couple of nice wins. But this was another example this week with the Cardinals. That if Kyler Murray hadn't lost his mind, <laughs> you know, he, you know, they they might probably should have lost that game, but the Vikings have just been finding ways to sneak by, and they're 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 six and one, and they're they're good. There's a lot of talent there, but their defense is shaky. They're they're not going to go anywhere. They, they'll the, the, they'll, they'll the be in the playoffs, thing, but they'll lose. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that the, well, actually, I I will not say they'll get to the NFC Championship game because they won't. But now you could see them getting there, and if they're playing the Eagles or. The Niners or somebody like that, they, they're going to get buried. I know we're only coming up on week nine, but I'm going to ask you about a, a, a single specific game. And is this a do-or-die game? Because does the losing team really have no shot at the playoffs at that point? I mean, obviously, mathematically, they do. The Rams are at the Buccaneers. Oof. Um, I mean, neither team um, can afford to lose this game. Maybe. I think the Rams could take the loss more than Tampa could. But the, but the thing is, is that the, the, Rams the, the NFC South is so bad. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, by the way, are the first-place team in the NFC South. And do you know, I don't know if you heard it during the game, because I caught, did catch the end of the, the Atlanta-Carolina game. Had Carolina won that game, it wouldn't have just been a tie. On the tiebreakers, Carolina would have been in first place. They would have been the number With one PJ Walker, and they had just traded their best, probably offensive weapon, let alone running back, away. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count Tampa Bay out, but but I mean but, they, they, have, they is, have not looked good all year, and you know you hate to ask, but how much is the the personal problems that Tom Brady is having in his personal life with his divorce now from Giselle? How much does that have to do with the team's play well, or his play? Apparently, Giselle is not building altars to him and casting spells anymore. <laughs> did you hear about that? No, I did not. Yeah. Supposedly, that there's there was a little witchcraft going on there in the in the Brady household. 
look the story up. The good kind of witchcraft? Yeah, yeah, friendly, you know. So, like, she was trying to help him. Yeah, white magic. But, yeah, believe it or not. So, apparently there's, uh, and it's fitting we're seeing this on Halloween, but apparently this the spell casting is over, and now Tom has lost his mojo. I, I think this has to be Tom's last year, doesn't it? Yeah, it should have been last year. No, I and we agree, and he he thought so too because he retired, but he just couldn't be, he couldn't stay retired. Somebody needed to tackle. Does he ruin his legacy by having a horrible year this year? No, no, of course not. No, but oh, the thing is, is that a lot of guys stay that one year too long in every sport. It happens, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say, oh, Tom Brady had a bad last year, his legacy's ruined. The funny funny thing is, Tom, this is why I think the Buccaneers are in more trouble than the Packers, though. Because the Buccaneers have offensive weapons. There's no excuse for them. The Packers don't have any receivers. Yeah, the, the, the Packers. But, but that's but that's why I'm saying I think Tampa Bay could, could rebound. Between that and the situation with the division being so weak, they, they have a much better chance to pull it together and get back into this thing than Green Bay does right now. It was, I mean, Green Bay, it was funny. I was watching the game and... Um, and I'm forgetting the receiver, that, the the rookie, the six round pick, Doobie, Doobie. Yeah, that caught the touchdown yeah. pass at the end. And Aaron Rodgers just was patting him on the head and kind of looking at him like when I coached when I coached JV ball and said, you know, halfway through the season, I'm like there you go, that's what I want you to do. That's it. There, that's terrific. Halfway through the season, you know. It, I mean, it's funny it's, because as, as for as long as I can remember, the Green Bay Packers always had a guy that you didn't know was a guy until he became that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was Greg Jennings and Antonio... Uh, no, all of a sudden, I just lost his name. Uh, the wide, He was a great wide receiver, and I can't even think of his name now from Green Bay. And, and Jordy Nelson, and I mean, all these, you know, you didn't know they were great, but they had Favre and they had Aaron Rodgers to make him look great. These guys, Marquez Valdez-Scantling was another one. These guys... Not even Aaron Rodgers can make them look good. Yeah, and they're they're really young. Antonio I mean, Freeman, that was his yeah, name. Thank you. you. Okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, and I felt bad for Christian Watson. You know, the first game he dropped that pass, and then he's gotten hurt twice, and you know, not through fault of his own, he got clobbered a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, but, that, that Bills defense was hitting hard. Yeah, yeah, last night. You know, it. That's a group that <laughs> they're gonna. They're probably gonna need an off season together. And and when there's when you're so young and you're just in the NFL for the first time, unless you are a a freak talent, there's always a year of adjustment. Always no, I know. So I but, mean, Rodgers may have the that 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 group could be pretty good next year. But going but, into this season, and not just you, I'm not just saying this, but you, but I will say you because I know for a fact during our our for our football preview, you were sold on this Packers team. I was. And you were not. You're not the only one. There were a ton of people sold on it. And what what is it that changed? What did you think that you were going to see that you're not seeing? Just there's no explosiveness on the offense. And the, I mean, and AJ, the defense, Dillon, and the, AJ Dillon and Aaron and the, Jones are studs. And the D has been pretty shaky too. And they just haven't. I don't know. It, there's just they're they're really out of sync. I don't. It's 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 some youth on the offense and just some in, little bit of inconsistency on the defense. And I mean, but you know, at times they but they've been in a fair amount of games. I mean, you kind of knew last night was going to be a dogfight, you know, yeah, pain, blues, and agony there. But. No, and and the funny thing is, and this is this is what should scare the league a lot about the Buffalo Bills is their best defensive player, Tredarius White, 
has just been activated from the pup list and will start playing. He hasn't played all year. Yeah. Your boys are in good shape. I think so. And the trade deadline's tomorrow. I don't know if they're going to make a trade. There's been rumors that they've been talking to the Saints about Alvin Kamara. They were apparently turned down for the deal they offered. I don't know what they offered. Or they offered for Kamara. The other guy that they want, they're interested in, and Cleveland's talked about trading, was Kareem Hunt, who'd be a, a, an amazing fit in Buffalo. Yeah. Th- I just don't know. I mean, you're just adding depth at that point. Well, he, no, team, the, the Bills, the problem with the Bills is they don't have a running back that's consistent. Devin Singletary has done a nice job, but he's not the kind of running back you can count on to get yards all the time. Yeah, but there's, but but I've watched enough Bills games this year that I think that they're really doing a nice job just in every phase of the game. I, I wouldn't be, I mean, would it be nice to get somebody like that to really close it out? Sure. But I, but honestly, I don't think they really need to do anything. I mean, there have been some big names already traded. Roquan Smith traded today from the Bears to the Ravens. The Bears also traded Robert Quinn to the Eagles, which makes the Eagles just so much more dangerous, which is frightening. And it, it reminds me of when the Cowboys in the middle of the season just got went and got Charles Haley. Yeah. And I feel bad for the Bears, too, because really, to me, the, the standout of that group was the defense overall. I mean, I know they got laced this last weekend, but that defense has been pretty good. And they just great. lost their two best defensive players in Robert yeah, Quinn and so, Rick, on, Rick on Smith. So send your... Now, they have nine picks... In the 2023 draft. Nine? Yeah, something like that. Or early in the draft. Mr. Rooney, are you sure? And they have $100 million in cap space. Now that was since the trades. That'll work. So they're ready to, to get Justin Fields the help he needs. If Justin Fields is the answer. That's the question. Because, you know, that's also the question in New York now with the Jets. Because Zach Wilson has looked absolutely horrible. The Jets are winning in spite of Zach Wilson. Now, they're sticking with him, but, I mean, he threw one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen yesterday. It was bad. But, but once again, they had, they, you design a team a certain way. You know what your guys can do. You know what they can't. And you know, when they lost the running back, it, it's just thrown, somehow it's just thrown everything off. And they're asking Zach Wilson to do stuff that he's not ready to do yet. And I, I'll buy that. And, you know, then you look at the other New York team, the Giants, they got – Pretty much boat raced by the Seahawks. They did. Now, for the Giants, the excuse is, and, and rightfully so, now you should win every game. Every team has to deal with certain things. But think about the travel this team has done. Because two weeks ago they were in England, and now they're all the way in Seattle. Maybe this should have gone the other way. Maybe. But, I mean, you it's know? a lot of wear and tear on a team to have but, to travel like that. But the other thing is, is, look, did we expect the Giants to have the record they did going into that game last week? Of course not. Because they're they're mediocre. They're not they're not an elite team, but some teams gave away a couple games to them, and they no, you know, they gave them the opportunities. They yeah, capitalized. I mean, they, and they won. had they had to get two turnovers in the last two minutes to beat the Ravens. Yeah, they were, so they were you're absolutely right. And now they're they're on a well placed spot. Six teams on a bye this week too: Browns, Giants, Steelers, Broncos, Cowboys, 49ers. There's a couple there that need it too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The Broncos <laughs> who. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that team. I mean, they finally did something offensively in London this week, and if they didn't, I mean, there's already talk of Nathaniel Hackett losing his job. Maybe they should become the London Stallions. <laughs> I can see that happening. That would be all right. But, you know, you, you take a quick look at the standings in the NFL, and it's just everything's upside down. <laughs> it's like a ball of yarn. You know, you're just going to start... Tugging on the end of it and watch it unravel into a, a just a pile of mess. 
Yeah, the, the, the NFL this year. How how you guys bet it? No idea. Because no in, idea. in the AFC, you have two teams that I, I think are above everybody else in the Bills and the Chiefs. Absolutely. But after that, can you really count on the Ravens week in and week out? No, and that's why I thought the Bengals... I'm I'm not still not going to throw the Bengals aside because right. they, they I mean, had a bad game. Tonight, the Titans but. are somehow five and two. I have no idea how this team's five and two. I don't either. I don't. I mean, they've looked horrible, and yet they're five and two, and they're you know well clear of the the second best team, who's the Indianapolis Colts in that division, and they lost a game that they had no business losing yesterday too. Yeah, it looks like Tennessee's got this thing on lock. And Derrick Henry's playing great. And then you look in the NFC, and they're, other than the Eagles, the Cowboys, I guess, are for real because of that defense. We've got to talk about the Vikings being 6-1. and one. The NFC South, the first place is 4-4, four and four, and the Seahawks are 5-3 and three leading the West. But I think San Francisco pulled it together this week. And that Christian McCaffrey trade, boy, when they get Debo Samuel back, even you, Fish, I'm not going to say me because my arm's shot. But I think even you could go in there and quarterback that team. I, I they, they, they to me because you know at the beginning of the season I I I picked Rams Niners NFC Championship game NFC Championship. I picked game. I, I I will be the first to admit I picked the Niners to miss the playoffs in that in our preview special. Yeah. Now it's looking like, I mean I am sold right now. It's going to probably go Eagles Niners at this. point. Can the Eagles beat the Niners? I'm going to tell you if you put a if you made me say here's your here's your wallet mark what are you going to do probably bet on the Niners. I mean Jalen Hurts has absolutely taken leaps and bounds from where he was last year to where he is this year, and he looks and Sanders looks fantastic. AJ Brown has been such a huge difference maker for that team. It, it's it's an it's a weird team in that you, and, you see and that, by the way I was just told and it's very it's true it's very interesting that after his huge day yesterday they drug tested AJ Brown tonight. that was pretty funny he he commented on that on yeah Twitter too. how random is that yeah okay there are a lot of guys that had three touchdown days but <laughs> the uh the the Eagles it, it looks to me that the way they are playing it is we're going to stomp you into the ground in the first half and make you one-dimensional and best of luck, try and catch us. And my, my, now, now this this last week, you know they they actually scored some points in the second half, but they weren't scoring at all in the second half. And if they figure out a way to bury people and finish it off in the third quarter, I mean they're, they're going to be tough stop. My my issue with the Eagles is we 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 know how good the offense is. The defense has not been tested yet. No, but. You know, but here's as a as a longtime Eagles fan, the one thing that I'm very encouraged by is the secondary is playing great. They are loaded back there. I you know, I remember when we had the they had the dream team thing with uh Asamoah and all that those guys. Yeah, and I'm the other and, and they were and they were horrendous. This team wasn't Brian Dawkins on that team too? No, I think Dawkins was, was gone. It, at he that was already point. gone. But this group is legit. You know, uh, Slay and the gang, they're, you're not going to be able to blow by the Eagles. If you beat them, you're going to have to grind it out. And, I, you know, now they you know, just added Quinn. So now they get another body on that defensive line. As long as the linebackers play solid, oh, boy, they're going to they're, they're gonna be tough stop. 
and this is this is my issue with the Eagles. I'm I'm looking at their schedule. We talked about the schedule. That's something that's been talked about the entire time. But until the playoffs, when it's going to change, they haven't and they haven't and will not face a really good quarterback, except for Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't have any receivers because you face Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, who as good as the Vikings are, Kirk Cousins is mediocre at best. Then you had Carson Wentz. Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray. Uh, it wasn't Dak Prescott. It was uh, Rush. Yeah, Brandon Rush. Brandon Rush. Not Brandon Rush. Cooper. Cooper Rush. Thank you, Brandon Rush, basketball player. Wow, where did I come from? Then you had the bye week. Then this week it was, it was Kenny Pickett. Then you have Davis Mills of Houston. Yay. Then then it's going to be Taylor Heineke. Then it's going to be Sam Ellinger. Then you have Aaron Rodgers. Then who knows who the Titans quarterback is going to be then, if it's going to be Malik Willis or if it's going to be Ryan Tannehill. Either way, it's not a quarterback that scares you. Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Dak Prescott, and Andy Dalton maybe for the Saints. So there's nobody. The, the Daniel Jones, don't forget Mr. Jones. Yeah, the, there's no, but there's no quarterback in there that really scares you. No. You're not facing a, that, not even a Matthew Stafford or, a, or obviously not a Mahomes or a Josh Allen. So when it comes time to have to face that kind of quarterback, I don't know how good or bad they are. Well, but here's the thing, though, too. If if you you know you look at where things could end up in the playoffs, I mean, just for fun, let's let's take a look at it right now. Because right now, I, I do not see a team beating the Eagles in the regular season, except for maybe the Cowboys. Because you're going to come back, and it's cow could be you know Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Vikings. Commanders. I keep saying. I can't do it. I yeah, can't I do it. Um, Seahawks, Niners, Falcons. There are no quarterbacks there, and there are no quarterback. There is no quarterbacks with a complete team because Rodgers is still a great quarterback. He just doesn't have the weapons. There's, <laughs> there's nothing there, at least in the quarterback category, that really scares you. So is that is that a bad thing that it, it come the Super Bowl you're gonna have to face probably either Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen? Yes. <laughs> Yes. And now, so the first time you're tested is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. <laughs> but I mean, because if, if you play it out, the, right now the Eagles are the one seed, right? So they're going to have the bye. The two seed is going to be the Vikings. The three seed would be the Seahawks. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying that. The four seed is the Falcons. Mm-hmm. So your three wild cards right now are going to be Dallas, the Dallas, Giants. The Giants Niners. And then, uh, yeah, the Niners. Dallas Giants and the Niners. The Niners are going to be the last team in, which is unbelievable. Which would mean the Niners <laughs> would have to play the Vikings. In the, how bad is that for the Vikings? You have to play the Niners right now. And <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So I'll Call uh, that right now. But then, then, and then the then, Giants would play the but Cowboys. Then, but then the if the Niners would, let's say the Niners stay in they, that last they'd, spot, they'd have to then, play they the Eagles. To, then they go to Philadelphia in the semis. Yeah, and you, it wouldn't even be the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a tough road for either the Niners oh, or the Eagles. Not, but yeah, it's, but that's that's what I was saying. But you're the right NFC. Because, because look, the only team that would scare me is if I had to face maybe the Rams with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, or maybe the Buccaneers if somehow Tom Brady could turn around with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, is it, the NFC is just not good this year. Period. I mean, I'm, I'm, I haven't really looked at it in his terms, but there really is not a quarterback in the NFC that you're going, that's a guy that scares me. Right. 
There isn't a single quarterback right now that you can say, and, that's that's who I want to build and, my team and, around. And that's why I said last week, the three to me, the three best teams in in football were Buffalo, Casey, and Cincy. And that's because it's Joe Burrow, it's Pat Mahomes, and it's Josh Allen. Yeah. and I mean, even if you have to face the Ravens, that's going to be Lamar Jackson. That's four, that's, that's four. But that's still four quarterbacks that are better than any quarterback right now in the NFC. And and, and you know it's funny because I'm I'm just looking at the entire league. Is Herbert the fourth best quarterback in the AFC right now? Yeah, I guess I guess he would be fourth. Uh, Lamar Jackson would be fifth. You know it's but just running it down. But all five of Wilson, those are, so Tua, the, so it, Jones. If you're going, first of all, two is undefeated this year as quarterback, which is just ridiculous. But if if you're just going with the best quarterbacks in in football, the first five or six are all in the AFC. I think we just realized that the quarterback playing the NFL this year really sucks. It really does, and well, no, it, not in the NFL, in the NFC. The AFC has got five pretty damn good quarterbacks. Well, but 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 how many? But that's only a few teams. I mean, it's five out of what? Uh, five out five of sixteen. Sixteen. That's not a real good percentage. Well, Derek. I know Derek Carr has not played well this year, but that's not including Derek Carr. It's not including Tua. Well, and Russell Wilson's not there. He's not playing. No, he's well not. This he's year. not playing well. Trevor Lawrence hasn't lived up to what people thought he was going to be. Uh, Sam Erlinger, no. Davis no. Mills, no. no. Kenny Pickett, no. Deshaun Watson's coming back, but yeah, they're no, not sold. Yeah, you can't right. Mac Jones, Mac Jones no. Zach Wilson. No, you're you're right. Look, Bailey, it's Bailey. bad this year. This is this is sad. We it, just realized it, this is the NFL really blows this. And season. yet nobody cares. No. Because it's the NFL. People are well, but I'll tell you what, just there, there have been some bad games this year. There's still a lot of bad games on the calendar to come. So. Yeah, and and unfortunately, primetime has been a very bad way of showing off the product. This week, the primetime games, Thursday night games, a bad game. Eagles-Texans. The Eagles should absolutely destroy the Texans. You certainly hope so. The Sunday night game is the uh, Titans and Chiefs. The Titans will be exposed in that game. Yes. And the Monday night game is the Ravens and Saints. Ew. Exactly. This is um, not just, good. Can, can we just... Talk about NASCAR for the, you know, for a while and not talk about I, the NFL. I, I, okay, there's two minutes left. Go ahead, tell your NASCAR story. Well, I'm not, I'm not prepared to tell my NASCAR story. I thought we were you can't you can't just say, "Can we talk about NASCAR?" and then not do it, dude. I I gotta say this: if you did not see what happened in NASCAR this weekend, a driver and I'm, and I'm did you have the story there, Fish? I do not. Uh, yeah. Actually, yes, I do. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. Just give me the name so I've got it. Here we go. Chastain, right? Yes. Not Brandy. No. <laughs> Ross, right? Um, yeah. Was in 10th place in Darlington, a small, you know, short track. And he needed to finish, I believe, ahead of Denny Hamlin to make the final four next week in Phoenix. And the final four being the way, only way you can win the, what used to be called the Winston Cup. But I don't know what yeah. it's called anymore. The dude decides that he is going to take a tactic where he floors it One minute into left. the wall, goes around the last turn in the straightaway, completely out of control. And rubbing against the wall. He is against the wall, going 50 miles per hour faster than everybody else passes five cars and Denny Hamlin at the finish line and takes the spot by one point. 
and it's absolutely video game. And <laughs> if you get a chance, I, I implore you to just to Google it, it and looks, look at the video. It looks like a glitch in the Matrix. It really does. Is now obviously because everybody else when they're going through a turn, they're going really slow. You know, and you're just like to heck with it. It's like a car. It's like if if you lost the brakes on the car, and you're just sailing along the side of the highway against the guardrail. It, it was it was amazing. It, so we have 15 so, seconds left. When we come back, we're going to hit the college ranks because next week, two huge games oh, in college football. Here we go. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, yeah. LSU. This is SportsX Radio on a Monday. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party! SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. For peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Welcome back, everybody, to a Monday on Halloween. Boo! Boo! This is Sports X Radio, a fish tank edition, Believe in the Process. I'm your host, Andrew the Fish Vane, with me as always, Mark the Mastermind Hoke, and we are live in the PSBR Law Studios. Over $3.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last decade for their class. $3.5 billion with a B. Billion. The success rate? Oh, mere 99%. It's strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Here in the Vegas Valley, it's 702-830-9353. at 702-830-9353. That is the PSBR Law Studios, Panache, Boyle, and... Rabahooty. That's right. By the way, everybody, it is Halloween night. Boo. Don't be stupid. You can get stupid, but don't be stupid. Yes. Don't turn your drive. You know... No, no snorting coke off hookers or anything like that. Oh, well, that goes my nice plan. Well, I mean, I guess as long as you stay in the hotel room, it's all right. <laughs> but we are back, and, you know, we were talking about how bad the quarterbacking is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we were just looking, because we we're, we were going to talk about the college schedule for this coming week, and we were looking at the college quarterbacks who are coming out, and there doesn't seem to be much help on the way. <laughs> uh, what site did I pull this off of? NFLDraftBuzz.com. Like the buzz from and, and Major who, League who back the, to the who are the top five or six quarterbacks? Are you ready? Yeah. Number one in this rating is C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Then it's Bryce Young, who, by the way, is undersized. Yes, he from is. From Alabama. Will Levis from Kentucky. 
Can you name number? Give me, give me a, give me a guess. Who's four? Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. That is incorrect. Tanner McKee from Stanford. You want to go for number five? No, I don't. I, I, I don't understand how Dorian Thompson Robinson is not ahead of Tanner McGee. Uli Angle from Clemson. Hooker from Tennessee is six. Then it goes Richardson, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, and Cameron Ward from Washington State. Ward is actually a guy to watch. Yeah, he's got a he's got a cannon for an arm. Saw him when he was playing for Incarnate Word in the FCS. And uh he's pretty good. That 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 kid's all right. But this is uh, then Stetson Bennett, uh uh, Jaron Hall from BYU. I mean, Jesus. So, not a whole lot of help coming. No. Did we learn anything from this past weekend's college football action? Um, Jeez, I don't really know. Well, here's a couple me, of things that I learned. I learned that, I learned that Oregon could have been in a perfect spot for a letdown and did not let down as they beat Cal. Yeah. Wake Forest may be a little bit overrated as they got absolutely destroyed by Louisville, especially in the third quarter. That was shocking. Georgia still owns Florida. Mm-hmm. Syracuse may be a little overrated, too. Really? See, see, this is why I was saying I didn't know if I learned a whole lot. Because I didn't learn a whole lot. I, I was surprised about Wake Forest. Penn State. Hey! Penn State is a, one of they're not the upper-tier team. They, have, they are firmly in the middle-tier team. It is a another James Franklin special. They Let's had, give, give him give him twenty years, Penn State, and we'll just we'll you, just keep being you third had a and fourth. fourth in the you East. had a fourth quarter lead and, and lost. And you know what? The and you didn't just lose. You ended up losing by thirteen. The the James Franklin era could be summed up in that sequence when they had fourth and one. There was they. Went to kick field goal. There was a penalty, and kid missed it. Then they they were going to do it again, and there was a timeout and another penalty or something like that. The kid missed it again, which brought it back because the first penalty went against Penn State and the second right. one against Ohio State. And then all of a sudden, James Franklin says, "Hey, let's go for it!" Now they score the touchdown. But where was the logic on that two plays ago? What, what are you what are you thinking? If you're gonna if you think you need the touchdown there, what do you and and I'm telling you that look of James Franklin with those goofy glasses, just kind of turning his head to the right just a little bit and looking up at that beautiful big scoreboard up in Happy Valley and kind of going, eh, well, eh. it never gets old for us Penn State fans. He sucks. The other thing we also learned Sorry. is that Oklahoma State, wow, not that good as they just got boat raced by oh. Kansas State. I still think they're a good team, but that was not a good day. Kansas State, and and if you look at the at the Big Twelve, they've got kind of a five way battle going on. I mean, TCU's undefeated, but all five and of those teams not, are playing not, each other down the it's, stretch. It's here. not it's just that it's not just that TCU is undefeated. They've beaten like five ranked teams in a row. Yeah. And they still got to get through Baylor and Texas, plus a repeat of one of those top four teams. And I was looking at the schedules earlier today. I, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, would I lean toward Kansas State? Yeah, but Texas, Baylor, um, and Oklahoma State are all still in that mix. That loss, oh, that loss by Oklahoma State really hurt. Yeah, but in terms of getting to the Big 12 championship game, it could be any one of those teams. It really could.
And TC, like I said, TCU still got to get through Baylor and Texas. You know, they could take two losses there. So USC broke some hearts because uh, they gave up a late touchdown, which would have been the cover. <laughs> but they ended up only winning by eight. Yeah. As opposed to 15. I warned everybody on that. I said that game was going to be a little closer than everybody thought. And either Tennessee is really, really good, or maybe Kentucky isn't as good as we thought because Tennessee just destroyed Kentucky 44 to 6. The, the nightmare scenario could happen for the SEC. And, well, we'll find out because this week is the game. First of all, TCU, another tough test because they have Texas Tech. Well, Texas Tech isn't as good as a lot of the upper echelon teams, but they are still a good team. But Tennessee, Georgia is the game this week. That's the only game that we, well, there's two games that matter. They're both in well, the SEC. Bama's got LSU too. It, that, that's, so. the, that's the other game that matters. But Tennessee, Georgia is the most important game in college football up to this point. And it's either a 1-2 or 1-3 game, depending on which polls you're following. Yeah. That Georgia is, is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Seems like a lot. That's because it's in Athens. Still seems like a lot. Um, I'm going to still lean Georgia because of the experience factor. I think their defense is a little better. But Tennessee can light the scoreboard up. This is This could be a fun game to watch, kids. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It really could. And then the other game, as you said, Alabama at LSU, 4 p.m. So it's a night game in Death Valley, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. in Death Valley. I still think Alabama gets this one done, but but this will be they're a 13 point favorite over what turning out to be a good LSU team. See, and I don't I, I think that I think that's too many points. I think LSU's got it should keep this in single digits. Could be less than a touchdown. How about this one? I'm just look, I'm just looking at some of the spreads. Texas at Kansas State. We just we just talked about Kansas State and what they've done this year. Texas is a two and a half point favorite in Manhattan. They're they're nuts. Well, I'm sure there's a reason, but no, no. I I, I think Kansas State's going to win that game. I mean, like the Big Twelve, the, the top teams in the Big Twelve have the week off. Basically, Ohio State is at Northwestern, and Michigan's at Rutgers. Yeah, it's we're we're getting ready for that collision course. It's it the the there's there's only one team that has a chance to slightly derail it at this point, and that's Maryland. Yeah, maybe. The, well, and that's what I'm saying. It, and, and I say slight, I did. And yeah, but but they're but they're and, they're to me. I guess Illinois, you know, Illinois is playing some good football. But still, if you put Illinois and Maryland on a neutral field. I'm I'm taking Maryland. Illinois got yeah. Illinois got Michigan State this week, and it's a good time to have Michigan State. Yeah, but but Illinois, you know that's that division's probably going to come down to Illinois and Purdue. It looks like at this point they they play each other. Plus, Illinois got to play Michigan, so Illinois will be taking a loss. Yeah, so that'll even that out. That's another very interesting game is Clemson at Notre Dame. Scary one. Yeah, Clemson cannot overlook Notre Dame. It won't do anything for the ACC standings, obviously. But this is a game that Clemson has to have if they want to remain in that picture. Clemson... Because the ACC is not strong enough for... I mean, if they get, if Clemson gets a loss, that opens the door for the, the one-loss Pac-12 teams. I don't know if it quite does yet. Yet. You might need a little more help, Fish. Because I think you're, you... Would be more leaning towards a one loss, either Michigan or Ohio State, or is, it, is one there loss. is there a Big Twelve championship game, yeah. a Big Ten championship game? I mean, yeah. So, but if one if Michigan or Ohio State 
loses, they don't get to go. Right. But, but the, their only loss will be. But, to right. Each but other. if they don't, if they're not in a championship game, the winner of the Pac-12 champion, if the winner, if the Pac-12 championship game winner has only one loss. But 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 here's your problem. What if it's Oregon? <sighs> That's you rough. I mean, forty-six point loss to Georgia on there, and you can't erase that. Thank you, Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't erase it. And look, you know, you've no, got to imagine Michigan State, Ohio State's going to be close. And no matter which team ends up being the the one loss team coming out of the big out of the SEC, you gotta you gotta take them over Oregon. You have to. What happens I mean, if LSU upsets Alabama this week, though? Yeah, but then you, but then and then you wins still, the SEC championship, and then if LSU wins the SEC championship, yeah, well, you know, get that pipe dream out of your head, there, Joe. Okay, okay. Or, or, or say they win and they lose the SEC championship game. There's only one team from the SEC going. Yeah, but well, but the but here's your because Bama answer. can't go with two losses. No, they can't. But they a more here's here's the really fun scenario. Tennessee beats Georgia, or Georgia beats Tennessee. But then Alabama beats Georgia. We had this discussion last week. Yeah. Then they all so, have one loss so to each other. One loss to each other. You know who you, you can't take all three. Regardless, you can't take three. But you know, then you're comparing one of the know, problem. The problem becomes that Tennessee didn't even make the SEC championship game in that scenario. But they beat the champs. But they didn't. But they didn't make the championship game. You're going to have to take the. So Alabama would have to go because they won the SEC championship. They would, but then. But then it probably comes down to. But you can't. Okay. Okay. Let's say. Let's say that that exactly happens. Alabama goes because they won the championship. Then Tennessee could say, "Hey, but we beat Alabama, so we should we should go as well." But then Georgia could say, "Wait a minute, we beat you, so we should go." Right. And the other, but the, where the edge comes in is if that happens, that Georgia smoked Oregon. So now, I mean, you would literally be in a situation where you would be looking at trying to decide between Georgia, Oregon, and either Ohio State or Michigan. And I, I, I can't see, well, well, I can't well, see well, Oregon. Well, okay, we'll just this. say we'll call it the Big Ten winner because I don't want to say it's going to be Ohio State or Michigan. So say Big Ten winner is going to be in. We're going to say that uh, one of the SEC teams definitely in. If TCU wins out, TCU has to be in. You would think. So you have one spot left for either a one-loss Michigan or Ohio, or Ohio State team. But you still have Clemson, too. That's what I'm saying. If, if they lose to Notre Dame this week. If they lose to Notre Dame. If yes. they don't, then you've got Clemson, TCU, Ohio State, Michigan, and the winner of the SEC. Yeah. It's... <laughs> unless. No, I guess there is no unless. Because I was thinking if LSU beats Alabama, they only but they only have one loss in conference right now because they're they are four and one. Yeah, I mean and, and the Pac twelve is a mess too because you've got three teams with one loss. Plus you kinda have you've got the UCLA USC game. Right. Um, which will which will take care of one of the two one loss teams. Right. And I believe Oregon still has Utah if I'm right. I don't think so. I think there, you, there was there were the, one of them had a one of them hasn't Oregon hasn't played one of them yet. But there's a but there's there's a there's there's a potential huge mess in the which is what you love and I, I think we we love we I, I think we all love a little bit of chaos. I just you know I I mean I and remember when no I'm I'm wrong they are the Utah is at Oregon yeah. though that's a huge advantage for Oregon the games in Austin Stadium. Utah wins that game, 
If Utah wins that game, so you have a two-loss Oregon team and a two-loss Utah team versus a one-loss either UCLA or USC team. Because the only tough game for both of those teams is against each other. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to wipe each other out. Well, one I, those, I know you want to get a Pac-12 team in there, but I just no, I I can't I see. Don't, it. I don't unless, see. I mean, unless Clemson loses this week, you would, you would need Georgia to win the SEC. So at least you well, could we, say we, 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 we need to have happens. You need LSU to beat Alabama, Georgia to beat Tennessee, and then Georgia to beat LSU. There you go. That'll work. Something like that. Because LSU, I don't think is going to be strong enough because that would give them two losses. Maybe too. Austin P beats Alabama. That would give LSU two losses too, though. <laughs> Georgia Tech beats Georgia. <laughs> South Carolina beats Clemson. That, that could happen, although South Carolina is so disappointing this Illinois, weekend. Illinois knocks off Ohio State in the uh, Big Ten championship game. Wow. I mean, you could you could have a real mess. Yeah. But I think your four teams... Gener- look, generally, it whittles out. I mean, the yeah, one- I think it's going to be the SEC, the Big Ten, Clemson, and TCU. I think those are your four playoff teams. For now, I you know, TCU's got a, still got a tough road to go. So yeah, yeah it's, but it's it, still it, Baylor, Texas. I think I think they're both on the road. But it, plus, they got to win the Big Twelve championship. No, game, but so if, they, if, if TCU does remain undefeated, yeah, then they're good. Are, are they good over a one loss Alabama team or a one loss Georgia team? See, or a one loss Tennessee team? See, there's a question. But I but I think TCU. I think you have to because they, because they have they have so they've beaten so many ranked opponents. Yeah, and the, and the Big 12's been pretty good. So. Man, that's it, it. It's intriguing, very intriguing. Yes, it is. Uh, six p.m. It's six p.m. LSU. They're Central Time. I've been told, and and, and uh, KT says that he'll take Illinois against both of them. Both of who? Both of who? Ohio uh, State and uh, Michigan? No, no, believe Maryland and who? And oh. the other team you said Purdue? The, the, yeah, Purdue. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. And Oregon at Oregon State after the Utah game will be a tough one because Oregon State is number 24 right now. Yeah, I think Oregon takes them out. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, I Like I said, anything could happen. I, I think the Pac-12, UCLA lost to Oregon, killed the Pac-12's chances of, of getting into the playoff unless a lot of teams start to lose. You know, but, by the way, there was one tiny story, just for fun, if you don't mind, I throw it out real quick. About Jackson State and Deion Sanders, they are they are undefeated, are they not? They are undefeated. They, be, the, they just beat Southern this week. Yeah, they are undefeated in the FCS right now. But it's it, it's really interesting for Dion. Let me ask you a question: If you were in this spot, you get paid a million dollars because what? Here's what happens: They because they're in one of the the two conferences that plays in the uh, the Celebration Bowl, which is the traditional championship for the black universities, the HBCs. Yes. Dion's team could go undefeated, have to play, and they would have a if they they could be a top eight seed maybe in the FCS tournament, maybe higher. But and let me guess, North Dakota State's going to be number one, not at the moment. Okay, good. not at the moment. But but you have a decision to make that if you would be given a bid, they would have to not play the conference their conference championship and miss the celebration bowl, and the, because of the way the playoffs are set up. Now the celebration bowl, they get a million bucks, which is huge for those schools. What do you get if you win the championship, though? Well, you get revenue as you go along, but it's a million dollar payday, right? Would it be more? Than, but would you earn more than a million if you make it all the way to the championship game? <sighs> Maybe if you get the championship game, yeah. They won't. They won't. Why not? 
Because they're not good enough. We don't know that. We haven't seen them I, against other I, competition. I, I can, you know, they haven't played anybody this year. Right. But, you, but their so you conference is fairly weak. But I, I would give them a chance to get to the quarterfinals, probably tops. But it's a weird, it's a weird situation for Deion Sanders. And of course, you know, Auburn just lost their coach, and everybody's like, "Oh, Deion should go to Auburn." But they have a decision to make this year. Do you, do you sacrifice that if you get a bid to the NCAA tournament? I think you have to. But they need that money. Yeah, but I think the exposure. I think that you get more exposure playing in that tournament than you do playing in the Celebration Bowl. To a point, but the Celebration Bowl has become a pretty good broadcast. And you know the funny part, and I didn't know this about Jackson State. Their stadium holds like fifty some thousand people. They're crushing it on attendance. It's funny. I always. I I feel like an idiot because I always thought Jackson State, believe it or not, was in Jacksonville. Obviously, it's not. It is not. It's in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, I got that. But 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 that's that's got to be so weird for Dion because. Man, you would think that the, you know, and he's got two of his kids playing on that team. Right, but the, then, the, then I guess the question is, when you take a job like the job there at Jackson State, what is your ultimate goal? And that's the question. Is your ultimate goal to win a championship, or is your ultimate goal to just play in the Celebration Bowl? If your ultimate goal is to win a championship, which I believe most coaches, that's the ultimate goal. I mean, any coach at any school, I don't care if it's Rutgers, if it's Michigan, if it's Maryland, if it's UCLA, if it's Alabama— do you want to win the championship? If that's the goal, then he has to take. Then he has to take the playoff bid. Yeah, and boy, that would be hard to give up your conference championship game. And I mean, because I, I think the I think the conference championship falls on the week of the round of sixteen. And then the celebration bowl is the week after that, or it's somewhere. It's somewhere in there. But there's conflicts for both games. Man, that's rough. That is a rough decision. I wouldn't want to be Dion on that. That's. But it's I, not. It's not. It wouldn't be up he, to Dion. No, wouldn't but, it be up to the AD. Well, I'm sure they'd all sit down and make a decision. Yeah, you know. But and Dion and I just read an article about because everybody's talking about it right now. Are you gonna? If you are you gonna go to the tournament? Are you gonna take the payoff for the Celebration Bowl because they'll get there. They're gonna win that conference. Boy, I mean, it's that's tricky, isn't it? Even they they really need to restructure that at some point. But of course, but the thing is that conference really hasn't. Southwest Athletic Conference down there. It really hasn't been competitive, and they've never really had a team that could compete in the tournament. This team could. I'd love to see. I'd love to see see Jackson State and NDSU. That'd be fun. Send them up to the Fargo Dome. Have fun. You know, it, it's that's a tough call, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, because uh, they're going to win the rest of their games. I if I. If I'm Deion Sanders, I have to put my input and say we got to go in the playoff. So he's because he want to. because the program is if, if, if the program's in that good a shape, they'll be back in their in their conference championship game and they'll be back in with a chance to win, go to the celebration bowl. But you may not get another chance to get into the playoff. Yeah. So if that opportunity arises, you have to take that chance. I read that. I read because that story once you're, today. Once the game's on the field, I don't care how bad the opponent, their opponents have been or how weak the division is, you still have a chance to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's read up on that story. It's it's pretty interesting. I so, mean, they've already had ESPN game day yeah. for the first time ever be there. Right. That's and, pretty amazing. I mean, that's bringing it. How much notoriety is that bringing to them? Right. And... You know, and of course, when the Celebration Bowl is on ESPN, huge production for that. You know, it's a it's a major game on their schedule now, but 
Yeah, you, like, don't they have like a battle of the bands? Yeah, all sorts. Of, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great. It's usually you, like, never watched usually, a celebration. Like, bowl, no, usually like Grambling, Grambling State's usually playing in. Yeah, the, they they were for a while. Yeah, but, but it it's um and like I said, you get a you get a million dollar guarantee payoff. Which if you ever seen stories, especially about the basketball teams in those conferences. Man, they could use no. They granted, are. Do, do they have any input then? Because the, a team like a basketball team could probably use the money more than the football team could. So, do they have input? Like, hey, we need that million dollars more than we need the exposure. That's playing. and that's kind of what they're saying right now. But boy, it would be boy, you're undefeated. I don't know. I don't know. But but if if but folks out there, if you haven't read that story, it's pretty intriguing, and I'd love to hear. You know. Get on Twitter and SportsX Radio. And Dion also thinks think. that his son should be in the Heisman race, though. Well, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you who'd be in the lead for the Heisman right now. I think it's Hooker. I think it has to be. Bryce Young's missed too much time. Yeah. C.J. Stroud has looked good, but not great. I'd, I'd lean that way. But I have to take a harder look at it too, see if there's anybody defensively or anybody like that. Yeah, I'm also wondering if there's anybody at TCU. I think TCU has a lot of people that we're overlooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should take a look at that for next week. Yeah, yeah I mean, Will Levitt. I mean, the 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 first playoff standings are announced tomorrow. By the way. Oh yeah, well I'll tell you the and I'm blanking on the Ohio State lineman that did everything in that against Penn That's State. It. Yeah, but it will be very interesting to see because that will tell us. Where they have the Pac-12, where they think the Pac-12 could be, or where they think, you know, TCU or Clemson could be going yeah, into this. I think there's going to be a, a conflict between the rankings and the playoff rankings. Oh, there's, there's always a it's, difference. It, there's going to be some, yeah. It's, but TCU is going to be an interesting case because TCU has beaten a lot of ranked teams. That the 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 Big Twelve, I would I would almost say depth wise. They're as good as the SEC in terms of depth, if not a hair better. Well, I thought this was very interesting because, you know, people have been ragging on the Pac-12, and I'm a a Pac-12 supporter. But right now, the Pac-12 has the number 8 team, the number 9 team, the number 10 team, and the number 12 team in the country, not to mention the number 24 with Oregon State. That's five. That's almost half the conference is ranked. Yeah, and you'll you'll get a couple of those tailing off. No, obviously, but— but, but know, I mean, I just, the SEC has, of course, the number one team, the number two team, and the number six team. And then keep going. You, I, I yeah, love to get that Ole, SEC you fight. Ole, you have Ole Miss's number 11. Uh, LSU is 15. They might be a little underrated. And that's it. Those are the only SEC teams. It's, and, and it, to me, it's always the story of the SEC that it's, it's a great, consistently a great half conference. Yeah, because if you if you look over the years, if you go, let me see if I get the six teams right: Tennessee, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. Clemson's in the ACC. I'm not Clemson. Um, the the six teams that have won the conference. Let me get my list. Florida. Florida is one of them. Florida, Alabama, Alabama LSU, Tennessee, C, Georgia, Georgia, and, and Auburn. And Auburn. None, nobody outside of those six teams has won that conference since the sixties. Nobody, yeah. Kentucky, Miss, Kentucky yeah. tied 
I think it was, I want to say it was 1970 or something like that. They yeah, tied yeah, but Ole Miss, the Mississippi State. None of them. Texas have, A&M. I mean, A&M is new to the conference, but right, none no. of those other teams have won, ever have won the SEC title for almost 50 years. So don't give me that. Now, they, do they pop up? Sure. You know, Ole Miss will have a good year here. LSU, I mean, LSU, well, LSU is one of the six. LSU is so. one of the six. Yeah, you know, Ole Miss is ranked number 11 right now at 8-1. and one. But but no one's been able to crack that crack those six teams in in half a century. So don't tell me how great the SEC is overall. Top heavy? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's I don't think but, there's a better conference when you talk about the top five or six teams but, in the conference. But you look you look at a conference like the Big Ten, I think there's only like two or three teams in the whole Big Ten that haven't won it in the past forty years or so. But that's more parity than than strength. Because Northwestern has won, but they aren't they aren't the best team. But, but not overall, but they but they've proven at times to be capable. Yeah, Wisconsin, obviously. I mean, take you know those other those other teams haven't done it, which is which to me is bizarre. And I mean, people forget that it was just like five years ago. Michigan was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then Jim Harbaugh took over. You know, Purdue's won conference titles. Iowa. I mean, I think the only ones. I mean, Illinois has won the conference. I think it's Rutgers because they're fairly new. Indiana hasn't won one. Maryland forever. hasn't won a Big Ten, they're, but they're fairly they're new too because they came from the ACC. Yeah. But just about everybody in that conference has won it at some point. But you can't say that about the SEC. No. You can say it about the Pac-12, I think. UCLA has. USC has. That would be an interesting check. Washington has. Oregon has. I don't know if Oregon State has. I don't think Oregon State has. I mean, not for Washington a long time. State. I don't. I don't think Washington State has a. Arizona was good for a little while in there. Keep going. I'm punching. No, I got you. I'm just. I'm just. But I'm looking at the standings, and you know, even the ACC, which everyone was down on, has a few teams in here because you got Clemson, you got North Carolina, and maybe that's all, and NC State and Syracuse. You have four teams in the top twenty-five. Five if you can't Wake Forest. Although I, Wake Forest just got looks so bad against which Louisville. is stunning, but. Syracuse is overrated. They just got off to a hot start. You know, when you when you get to six and oh, seven oh, you're gonna get ranked. So Yeah, that's true. I mean Liberty's in here at seven and one. They're a good team. They crushed BYU. Crushed them. That that was that was shocking. The one and one that really shocked me was you I mean, I know it's Boston College isn't that good this year, but UConn beat Boston College. Jim Moore Jr. Has now beat somehow beaten Fresno State and Boston College. That's funny because you say, "Are oh, you?" Because if you say like a, a, any other team, you say, "Yo, Michigan beat Fresno State and Boston College." It's not a big deal, right? But UConn beats Fresno State and Boston College. It's a big deal. Yeah, because UConn's a usually a top a ba- ten pillow team. It's a basketball school. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's the term they use. Right? It's a basketball school. Here, here's the, here's the run since nineteen. So we go seventy. Sure. Stanford, Stanford, USC, USC, USC. <laughs> well, USC has won a lot of UCLA them. and Cal tied. Uh, USC, Washington, USC, USC, Washington, Washington, UCLA, UCLA, USC, UCLA, Arizona State won in 86. I remember that team. It was a pretty good team. Uh, USC, UCLA, USC, USC, Washington, 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 Stanford, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona. So they sneaked in. USC, Oregon. There's another Arizona State in. There's another. Well, Washington State did win. So Oregon State's the only name that you haven't Oregon said yet. Oregon State. Did tie in a three-way tie in 2000. Okay. So they actually pulled it off. There's a Cal in 2006. Well, there was a Cal earlier, too, and they yeah. tied with somebody. Yeah, Oregon, Stanford. Yeah, so who didn't who didn't win it? 
Well, Utah and Colorado, but they're relatively new to the conference. That's everybody then. Yeah, so I think it's spread everybody. Yeah, Stanford and Cal, Oregon and Oregon State, Arizona, Arizona State, USC, UCLA. Yeah. And Washington, Washington State. That's it. So you got some good parity there. You don't have that in the SEC. No, you don't. You have Alabama. And remember, Alabama wasn't great before our boy Saban got there. Well, they were for. <laughs> they, uh, they, appara- they got- apparently, Ken Thompson and I, and believe me, he knows much more about college football than I would. I, he's forgotten more about college football than I know. Yes, he has. He has just texted me TCU will lose to Texas. Remember, Texas had a lead on Bama until the last minute and loses 20 to 19. They play TCU in Austin. Yeah, I remember that game. I but, saw it. I was, but if TCU, I was sitting in here watching it. I no, don't care. If TCU loses, no if TCU loses to Texas. That's going to really throw some chaos in there. Yeah, but Texas right now TCU Texas, Texas is one of those teams they have two losses in the conference. Yeah, no. So is Baylor. There, there's right. No, that, my that, point. My point is it'll throw it into chaos because right now TCU is one of those teams we're counting on being in the playoff if they win out. If they win out, yeah. if they lose, that throws things into chaos again. Right. Because but I, but I, I, because the question is, does, for instance, if it comes down to TCU and UCLA, TCU has one loss to to. Texas, UCLA has one loss to Oregon. Which one do you take? And, and and the other thing is too. But here's the other factor for for TCU if they do lose, they're going to get a rematch. And honest, and in, there's a pretty good chance that the rematch might end up being against the team that beat them. But that's the same with so, UCLA. So if if you UCLA beats USC right now, they'd be on pace to face Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Now, Oregon has Utah at home, and then they have to go to Corvallis to face Oregon State. And that Civil War is, is always one of those games right. that you just don't know who's going to win. I, I just think that the problem you've got is— And USC, if, could, if, e- could, USC could easily beat UCLA, so it wouldn't matter either. If if Oregon wouldn't have laid that egg— If they, just, were, if they, it, they didn't it, even have to win that game, if they could have just made a showing of right. it. Right. It's it's like a giant ring of stinky Roquefort cheese wrapped around the number 12 in the Pac-12 conference. And it just won't go away. No. And it, that's a shame. Because they have played better. The, the problem is, remember, that, that's one of the things that people are always saying is when the loss happened matters as well. That Oregon has won every game since, and that was the first game of the season. And they haven't lost since. And if they go, if they remain undefeated the entire way, they beat Utah, and they beat Oregon State, and then they win the Pac-12 championship, I think they have as good a shot as anybody who's, that's not undefeated to go to the, the playoff. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. But then again, you're right. The problem is, if I remember correctly, you said the same thing last year and the year before that and the year before that, and somehow it all seems to get worked out. Except for that one year the Penn State got hosed. You, I would say usually there's maybe one team that gets screwed. Right now, there's because right now there, there are, you can make an argument for both teams in the Big Ten, three teams in the SEC, that's five, Clemson is six, TCU is seven, and a team from the Pac-12 is eight. You can make an argument for eight teams. Usually, it comes down to five teams. Yeah, there's I th- when I looked at it, I think it was like eight teams have a shot. So, yeah, and I was just looking at that SEC champions list. I know Kentucky tied one here somewhere, but yeah, there hasn't been the last time any one of those teams outside of that group won the SEC championship. Other than that, tie for Kentucky was 1963. Who was it? Ole Miss. They went back-to-back in 62 and 63. Uh, back-to-back champs. They were dominant. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. we, we have about 20 minutes left, a little less, so it's time to do some picks. And we're going to start with the baseball game tomorrow. Game three of the World Series, which I still say there's a conspiracy theory for. Stop it. Ranger Suarez and Lance McCullers. 
Lance McCullers and the Astros are a minus 123. Mm. Now, usually I love the home team in their first game at home. Oh, but you don't this time? But I'm just, I don't know. I'm not sold on Ranger Suarez as a starter. He's going to go four to five innings max, because that's all he ever does. And that Phillies bullpen scares the bejesus out of me. And I will agree with you. I think Houston wins the game. I think Lance McCullers pulls it off. That means that I would imagine if, if that happens, I would put a lot of money on the Phillies in game four with Aaron Nola. Of course, Nola got roughed up. He got roughed up in game one. And Zach Wheeler got roughed up, too, in game two. Yeah. You know, that's that's just the thing that these teams, while they all have aces, these lineups are so good. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, Remember, Jose he, Altuve hasn't hit anything, hasn't hit a lick until game two of the World Series when he let off the double. Amazing, huh? That was yeah, that was a weird streak because he's so talented. He really is. I know. I know you're thinking about the microphone or whatever. Or that, <laughs> that's why, that that's why I keep shuddering because I keep saying the that, Dodgers are talking about possibly signing Carlos Correa, and I'm like, no, please. Don't. <laughs> oh, it's fair love and war, buddy. Apparently, yeah. Well, that's all right. The Lakers signed LeBron James, and I hated that too. So yeah, that seems to be working out well. <sighs> hey, they got to win. Yeah, they got a bubble. Hey, they beat Denver. Yes, they got the first one of the season. I, I was talking, I, I'm not talking about the bubble championship. I'm I saw that. They got to win. Yeah, you you should be feeling very good about the that. last team to win in the NBA. That's crazy. What are they doing? Uh, I don't know, but then Miles Turner came out today saying the Lakers should really trade for me. <laughs> <laughs> he said if they're serious about winning, they should trade for me. I think there's a lot of people that would love to go to LA and fix that team. Gonna have to take some pay cuts, boys. I think Miles Turner, Buddy Hield. For Westbrook and the two draft picks has to happen. I said I've been saying this for the weeks now. I know the horse is dead, and we'll keep beating it. <laughs> Poor horsey. So we're both on board tomorrow with the Astros winning that game. Yes, and that that means Game Five becomes a massive game if we both think that the Phillies win Game Four. Because the only shot the Phillies have is if they win two out of three, at least in Philadelphia. Because then they only have to win one out of two in Houston. See, I, they I, cannot go back to Houston needing to win both games. I I have a feeling the Astros are pretty decent chance they're going to get two in Philly. If they do, then the Phillies are done. Yeah. Because you, you cannot go back to Houston needing to win both. Probably, I, I think game five they win. I like the I like the, the Wheeler yeah, Wheeler. Wheeler but apparently, Wheeler is not going to pitch Game Five. It's going to be Syndergaard now in Game Five, with Wheeler going in Game Six, getting the extra rest. <laughs> unless they're down, unless they're down three to one. <sighs> yeah, wow. Uh, unless they're down three to one, or, I'm putting Wheeler on the mound. If you're, if you're up three to one, do you do you still put do you put Wheeler on the mound too, just to say you don't? I don't want to go back to Houston at all. Let's close this out now. Uh I don't know. If, I don't think you necessarily have to do that. But if I went down three one, I'm going Wheeler. And then Cindergard, and then it's all hands. Cindergard, and uh, pro- probably do something like Suarez and Cindergard, and then it's all hands on yeah, deck. Game seven, get, right now it's set up as a game seven starter would be Aaron Nola. And, and as what, yeah, and, and that should work out, but you also, yeah, you know what? Here I go again. Line them all up. Get your top four starters out there, and let's roll the dice, baby. Okay. But like I said, the the, the key becomes game five, obviously, mm-hmm. because I think it's going to be tied at two going into game five. Yeah. Well, I think I, – actually, I think the key is game four. I think the key game – Well, I, I, game I think – but I think the Phillies win game four. I think they lose three and win four. That's why I five. See, I don't know if they win 
It, that, it, that it, like I said, is, if they lose two out of three, th- then it doesn't matter what happens in game five because they're done. Because you're, like, you're not going back to Houston and winning two games from the Astros in Houston. Well, it could be done. I mean, obviously, it's possible, but it won't happen. They can win one out of two in Houston. They can't win them both. Well, I would agree, but you never knew. Thursday night, Eagles-Texans. Eagles are 13-point favorites. <laughs> and you know what? Take it. Take it. Houston sucks. Come on. On a short week, I'll take the home team plus 13 points. I don't think the Texans... Okay. I don't think the Texans win the game, but I'm taking the points in a, in a, on a home, for a home team. I think Philly's going to bury him. I don't care. I'm good. That's what they. That's what we thought Philly was going to do to Detroit in Week One. No, well, that game. No, I. I thought that game was going to be fairly close. I Detroit has has had a good offense. Now it's gone. Somewhere. It also depends on if if the Texans trade any of their key players between now and tomorrow. Yeah, I just, on the trade deadline. I just sorry. I, I just have no respect for Houston this year. Uh, okay, a couple of the uh, the, the uh, college football games. Florida State-Miami. Florida State's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in Miami. Yeah. I think the Seminoles whip up on, oh, the, on the Canes. Miami is just so bad. bad. The, the Mario Cristobal experiment is one year old, not even, and it looks bad. When you have a Duke player in your stadium making running scoring a touchdown and making the U— and then smashing it over his knee, you're in trouble. Oh, absolutely. You're in trouble. How about Oklahoma State at Kansas? Oklahoma State's only a two-point favorite. Uh, in Kansas, I, I would go Oklahoma State. I would go, they, they are not going to do that again. And as we mentioned, Texas, K-State. Texas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Manhattan. Kansas State's winning that game. I would tend to agree. I'll t- I would take money line with K State. I have no problem with it. It'll be a good game. But here's an interesting one. I don't understand the spread here. Baylor, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a three point favorite. Why? Because it's in Norman, I guess. Mm. Nah. I like Baylor to win that one outright yeah. too. Well, you know, I I could see Oklahoma. Yeah. Ohio State's only a thirty eight and a half point favorite over Northwestern. How much? Thirty eight and a <laughs> half. Yeah. Uh, which you is, know what? I'd probably take Northwestern. Which is slightly better than Oregon being a 31.5 point favorite over Colorado in now, Colorado. Now, that one, yes. Colorado stinks on uh, this. Boise State, 7.5 better than BYU. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season, but now I would. <laughs> They're horrendous. They, they have turned out, I shouldn't say horrendous. But boy, BYU, huge disappointment. All right, this year. now we get to the real stuff. Oh, Tennessee, Georgia, Georgia, eight and a half point favorites. No, I take Tennessee. The game's in. Athens. I'm not saying they're going to win. No, I know the game's in Athens. You gonna, you think they're going to keep it close? I think they're going to keep it close. You don't think the Georgia defense is strong enough to stop them? This not is the totally. Heisman game for Hooker. Yeah, but if they, if he can if he can lead that team to some offense, win or lose, if he can lead that team to some offense against Georgia's defense. He can win the, the but, Heisman's his. But Georgia's put up some offensive stinkers this year, too. And that's what really scare, would scare me for Georgia is if they— If Tennessee wins this game huh. <laughs> and then loses to Alabama in the SEC championship. Yep. Oh, God. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, how about Tennessee LSU in the SEC championship? It could happen. It could. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> It, uh, funny. 
Alabama as LSU, like I said, 13 and a half Alabama in Death Valley. I think six o'clock start time in, in local time. I think that game's closer than 13. I'd take LSU. I would too. Although we did see LSU get blown out at home by Tennessee. Yeah. Alabama, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Alabama is not Tennessee. Offensively, yes. Yes. <laughs> Clemson four and a half over Notre Dame in South Bend. Hmm. See, this is – I wouldn't even get near this game because I could see Notre Dame winning this game. I, I really would, could. I, I wouldn't get near and, it either. And here's the thing. You know, you know, you just saw Notre Dame go to Syracuse and smash them. Clemson was lucky to get out of that game alive. Lucky. Well, there was, there was a huge 14-point swing with a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, but still, I just – I, I'm not going to be shocked if – Oh, I hate seeing Irish win game. It just pains it. Yeah, but if, but if they but, do, that kind of that really deals a blow to Clemson's chance to make the playoffs. They're done. I guarantee they're done. Yeah, because the ACC isn't strong enough. No, they're done. All right, in the NFL next Sunday, Colts, Patriots. Patriots are five and a half point favorites. A remember, storied rivalry. Remember when this was the- Man- I was like, remember when this was Manning and Brady. Yes. Now it's what. Exactly. Jones and Ellinger? It should be Zappy and Ellinger, but yes, it's, I believe it is Jones and Ellinger. I'm. Taylor's back. Oh. I can't take a Colts team that just lost at home to the Commanders to beat the go on the road and win in New England. Nope. Give it to the. Give it to That's, the hoodie. Even if it's five and a half, not too much? That's a weird number. It is. Yeah. Ah, what an ugly game. Don't bet on bad teams. Bills, Jets. Bills are 13-point favorites. Yep. And I think the Bills crush them. I don't know if they crush them, but I think they'll cover that. I think they win by 17 to 20. Yeah, that is the seven, the 14 to 17-point win, yeah. There's no respect for the Dolphins at all. Dolphins are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears. This is a Bears team that just lost its two best defenders in Quinn and Roquan Smith, who had... Inexplicably, their quarterback could have tapped a man when he was down and said, jumped over him so the guy could score a touchdown. I think with with the trades, the Dolphins will will take care of that. But but I think the reason that the Dolphins don't get as much credit is because they're so um, dolphiny. It, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's just they're so oozy. It, it, it's it, it, the, their success comes in spurts. And Two is undefeated this year as a quarterback. Whatever, which I find just ridiculous. But they and but but the issue for them to me is that they they can score in bunches. You know, I, I when I was watching the Ohio State Penn State game, they 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 called what Ohio State does team avalanching. You know, all of a sudden, they, yeah, they put up twenty eight points in a in a matter of seven minutes. And you're like, what happened? And that's the way the the Dolphins are too. You know, they can they can reel off twenty one in a matter of eight minutes. Or they can sit there and be like a pilot tuna rotting on a fishing boat. You know, I'm still so. taking the Dolphins minus four and a half. Yeah, in Chicago. with that, I take the Dolphins. Vikings at the Commanders again. No respect. Vikings only three and a half point favorites. Really? This is a six and one team with their only loss being to the only undefeated team left in the NFL on a Monday night. That does seem low. But Taylor Heineke but, but, is still quarterbacking the Commanders. Yeah. I, now, he's won every game that he started, at least the last two. <laughs> well, that's going to end. 
Packers are at the Lions. Here's a, here's a line for you. It tells you how, everything you need to know about the Packers. Packers are three-point favorites. <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> Detroit has been so hard luck. I think I think if you're going to bet it, bet the Packers now because if they get a wide receiver before the deadline tomorrow, I think that line shoots what, up. What's the over under on that? Uh, fifty. Fifty. It's it opened at forty nine. So it's been bet up to fifty. It's like only a thirty to twenty game. Do you see that happening? I don't see the Packers' offense scoring that much. I really that's don't. I'm, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think you're. But the Lions' offense is very capable of doing it. That's scary to me that the Lions' offense may be better than the Packers' offense. Under might be the play there. It might. Chargers at the first place Falcons. <laughs> Chargers are three point favorites. It's a pile of mediocrity, which I didn't think I'd be saying about the Chargers. But I like the Chargers coming off the bye to win this game by more than three. Although it's that whole West Coast team traveling east playing a 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. game. I, I I go Chargers. Panthers at the Bengals. <laughs> okay. Bengals are eight-point favorites. They're good. I think it's too much. Well, actually, you know that with Chase is still going to be out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's why it's too much. Uh, I'm not saying the Bengals lose, but I don't know if... Uh, yeah, I don't, but I don't I, know. Uh, eight, it was eight and a half? Eight. Eight? Those, those slimy guys making it eight. Yeah, if I do six and a half, I would think about taking the Bengals. Eight's too much. Hmm... I will agree with you. Reluctantly. The team I've avoided talking about become just so disappointed. The Raiders, one and a half point favorites in Jacksonville. You know, I don't even want to say about those guys. I it's there's so much talent on that team. What they did on Sunday was pathetic. That is is something you that can't, you get a coach fired. You cannot come off of a bye and be shut out. I could wipe yeah. out three of the coaches in the AFC West right now. If you don't if if you don't win, that's fine. But you cannot be shut out coming off of a bye. You had two weeks Com- to prepare for the Saints. Completely embarrassing. And if Josh McDaniels doesn't ha- and I'm out if they blow this game, he should be fired. Are you taking the Raiders? <sighs> I'm staying away from this game. Yeah, that's which is sad, but I'm staying away from. This I know because you would think that that should be a on paper. That's that's a three touchdown win for the Raiders. Yeah, Seahawks are at the Cardinals. Cardinals are two point favorites. Oh, I'm, I'm two mid teams. You know what? I can't believe we're going to say this. The Seahawks are going to win. Uh, I, this, DeAndre I, Hopkins makes a huge difference for the for the Kyler Cardinals. Murray is a game killer. The Rams, I'm, I'm skipping that. I'm just, I, I, I just can't talk about that game because I don't know. Because you could be very well right. I'd stay away from that game actually. The Rams are in Tampa. The Bucks are three point favorites. Wow. I got to take the Rams. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... The Buccaneer offense just hasn't shown me anything. I mean, neither is the Rams offense. And, but look for the injury report. Cooper Cup hurt his ankle that is at the true. end of the game. Yeah, that that is your, yeah, check that out before you bet on that game. Sunday night, Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs are 13-point favorites. Wee ball go fly over Titan people's head, and they lose yes. lot by lots. And finally, Monday night, in less than a minute, Ravens, three-point favorites over the Saints. Uh... You know what? 
I'm going to take a Saints upset. I'm not. And I, well, it depends. If Alvin Kamara gets traded before tomorrow's trade deadline, then there's no way I can take the Saints. I'm still taking the Saints upset. Roquan Smith may make a huge difference for the Ravens, too. We just don't know. We don't, but I'm going to take the Saints. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, my friend. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. KT right back in this chair tomorrow in the PSBR sto- Studios. That's Panache Boyle and... Rabba Booty. There you go. Yeah, let's do it. I'm Andrew the Fish Vane. That's Mark the Mastermind Hoke. Bernard, we love you. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe. Have a happy Halloween. Trick or treat safely.